Hi, I'm Corey Hawkins. And I'm Jennifer Fox. And we are Curiously Conscious. Today we will be discussing the Libra full moon that is coming up here on March 28th. And uh, we're going to lead a little bit into this Aries new moon that's coming up. There's all kinds of stuff going on. So let's just get into it. What do you see, Fox? What's going on? Well, I just wanted to say we're recording this on the solstice, which we talked about last time we recorded. But right. how how is your experience of the solstice? Just you quick. know, I like I, I know that um, it's not solstice equinox, but I know you know. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's no fun. So usually, Astera is a good time to um, plant, like plant new seeds, begin new things. That is not how I'm feeling. I am definitely feeling like. You know, now that the sun is in Aries, do you hear my cat? God, I hear your cat. <laughs> uh, now that the sun is in Aries, I I feel like I have a lot of energy, and it, I want to put it all towards cleaning up a Piscean mess that I think was made. <laughs> I feel like that Pisces season was just messy. It wasn't good or bad. Um, I definitely got to revisit some parts of myself that I think are just kind of messy, ego, messy stuff. So um, yeah, right now I'm feeling the vibe to to do some some cleaning. I've done some real like house cleaning, which I haven't done in a while because when I don't have house guests, there's some things that don't get done. <laughs> so I've you know I've done a lot of house cleaning. You know I feel like this this Libra full moon is more. It's just cleaning, 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 and I don't think I have any plans of intentionally planting seeds or otherwise until the Aries new moon. I think that this yeah. period between now and then is just about cleaning house and cleansing and purifying. I, I completely agree. I, I think I'll be honest with you this last week with the sun and Venus and the last degrees of Pisces, Dude, I was like white knuckling it through most of, of the week. And even today I like, I could not sleep last week. It was just, excruciating and last night i could not sleep i finally got to sleep and the dog howled for no reason like somebody was stabbing him with a saber and i was just it was just like just falling asleep and he woke both of us up and it was like oh you know that kind of like somebody's dying i've been hit by a car <laughs> noise it just Real like trouble. rocks your world and then um you know Everybody got up at six o'clock this morning, which we typically get up at six o'clock, but it's Saturday. And I thought, you know, I, I could just use that seven o'clock wake up, but no, it was, everybody was up. And I was just like, I just, I, the one thing I will say is now that since Mars has been in Gemini for me though, it's just, I just feel like time is exponentially sped up and I just feel like I'm constantly 10 steps behind. So yeah, I, I I hear you. When um, Venus actually entered Pisces, it was like last was that last Monday or this past Monday? I think I don't I don't know. It was the fifteenth, so this was, past yeah. Monday. Yeah. I I couldn't string words together for like most of that day. I couldn't keep yeah. a thought. I couldn't read. Like I couldn't focus on what I was doing. So at least I feel like that vibe is <laughs> easing off. But I still and I think it's that combination between that the you know um and mars and gemini i'm like i feel like i'm kind of cracked out a little bit like i'm go 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 but i'm but i but i'm almost like having a manic episode like go 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 and get nothing really done but feel like i've accomplished a lot and nothing at the same time it's like, fuck. It's, ah. 
No, I, I completely agree. And, you know, uh, my Chiron is at two degrees of Aries. So uh, today it was just kind of like, you know, my wound is connected to the work that I do in the world and my, my midheaven and my Pluto. And I just, I, I, I personally feel overwhelmed by the amount of things that I have to do. <laughs> yeah. Like, on all levels, like in the house, um, at work, you know, just everything. Just, I just feel like I'm, I just feel like I'm not, I'm not resting. I'm not getting anything done. So I'm, I'm actually, I'm looking forward to drying out a little bit in Aries, but I think it's going to, it's going to be a week or so before, you know, that little, that sun gets far enough away from that little booger that, um, my wound isn't like, you know, throbbing right there oh there's so much better things to have be throbbing i'm sorry i know right <laughs> i would say something about that mortuary owner but i'm not gonna <laughs> oh, no but please know there's a funny story um all right so let's see this full moon is happening on the 28th what's the time for that again 11 48 uh pacific standard time so uh two uh 48 um 4748 um eastern standard time in the afternoon okay yeah so for me i you know i'm actually not entirely sure what i'm going to do for the full moon even though it's like right around the corner i should be figuring it out but i'm just going to feel into it as it shows up um you know if i can't think of anything i'm going to fall back on looking at two different things um, you know, Libra is all about balance. So right now I have a lot of things going on that I don't want to do. So I'm going to make sure during this time to like lean into that Libra energy of being like, okay, I'll do a little bit of what I don't want to do. And a little bit of what I do want to do <laughs> a little bit of something, a little bit of nothing kind of thing and make sure I keep that balance. So I'm rewarding myself almost for taking care of the stuff I don't want to take care of. Um, and then as far as like, you know, Libra being the ruler of the seventh house, I definitely think this is a very relationship oriented um, full moon, mm -hmm. you know, get ready to start that Aries new moon, like starting of a whole new cycle. You know, I, it's technically starts today, but I'm not feeling it. I feel like that new moon is going to be a better start. So um, the full moon, though, it will be a good time for looking at my relationships. Like what's going on here? What do I want to bring in as far as my relationships are concerned into this new phase? And what do I want to allow to, you know, phase out, so to speak? Well, I think something important to, to note during this time is not only is the moon in Libra, but this is happening at eight degrees and 18 minutes, which if you boil that down, it's an eight. And so, you know, it's like infinity. And I think, I think, I feel like there's just, it, it's kind of like go with the flow, right? Just keep on the track and, and, and just, you know, kind of like, you know, maintain your balance, you know, like you're on a hoverboard and you, you've got to like, just kind of, kind of hover and, and to get through it. I mean, you know, there's a grand air trine going on at this time between the moon and uh saturn and uh aquarius and of course the north node and mars over there in uh gemini and so 
I mean, that to me is birthing new ideas and not something that you would typically think of in the full moon. Right. But I mean, to me, that's like maybe looking at the things that you're doing and looking at maybe doing them in a different way, Mm. Mm -hmm. you know, maybe releasing some of the energy around, uh, you know, just the every day it's it's interesting and you can probably speak to this because you just posted some pictures from your trip to ireland that you took many many years ago which Mm -hmm. was so so beautiful but i remember when i moved to england for a summer and i just was it was so eye-opening because it was like they just did so many things just general simple things different than the way we did them here in the united states and it didn't it still got done. It it just was done differently. And that for for me really opened my eyes up. So I, I, I think that of this air trying as that kind of a thing of maybe you, you've, you've done something a long time, but maybe you want to try the way somebody's done something for centuries. It's just different than the way you do it. Right. It doesn't mean it has to be brand new, but it's maybe new to you. Right. Yeah. I remember going to Ireland and all the things that stood out to me as being different were all of like the like the tools of daily life like the fact that the you know the electrical sockets were different or you know the the plugs were different like i fortunately i was with somebody that had already been overseas and knew this was you know the fact otherwise i would have shown up and like not been able to charge my phones you know and and how they deal with um their stoves and with refrigeration and how their kitchens are set up it was like that's what stood out to me as so different it was like they're just their their tools for daily living were different but the same at the same time and then yeah i thought that was kind of cool yeah i just was always like it was like where everywhere you went there was a duvet and i was just like <laughs> what the hell this is the dumbest thing i've ever seen and i i remember the first uh bed and breakfast i stayed at i just kept thinking where the hell is the sheet <laughs> i kept looking for the sheet and i was like i didn't understand that the duvet is actually the sheet right and yeah. i did I didn't understand that because of course I never used a duvet in my life. Uh, and I just was like, this is, how do these people live? How do they <laughs> consider themselves not barbarians because they don't have a top sheet? <laughs> they don't have a top sheet and duvet covers. Although I can appreciate a good duvet cover. They're a pain in the ass for small people like me getting the, the blanket back or the comforter back in a duvet is like wrestling, you know, I'm like, Girl, I know the secret to that. <laughs> I know the secret to that. So I had a friend who was from Europe and they taught me their mom's trick for putting a duvet on a comforter. And That's what, witchcraft. It, is, it is total witchcraft. It is so amazing. And it's so like, and it, it goes back to what you were saying. They do things different in daily life. It, it just makes total sense once you know it. It's like when, remember when we were in massage school and um, none of us knew how to fold uh, the, the second sheet the, 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 you know, the, the nobody, and then there was that really beautiful girl. I can't remember her name. She had the long dark hair, but her mom had worked at, um, oh, at, at, um, it's not called that anymore. It used, it was, it became Macy's. What was it before the Bon Marche? Her mom worked at the Bon Marche in the, in the, um, the, the linens department. And she like taught me how to fold, um, 
a fitted sheet and also witchcraft clearly <laughs> totally witchcraft and the thing is i use that skill every week mm -hmm. like i too actually can fold a fitted sheet um, but the duvet cover and you have to do the duvet cover like inside out right yes. and then you pull it yeah. through yeah, yeah. it's still different. like wrestling i don't know oh really yeah well, that's why there's little ties so it, there's supposed to be little ties so you tie the corners so right. then you just stick your hand underneath grab and pull and voila it's like a it's like one of those weird sandwich bags where you have to flip it inside out because there's no <laughs> ziplock right it's amazing right, right it's amazing yes wow that was quite the tangent now we're talking about fucking duvet covers okay so back to this <laughs> libra <laughs> Full moons. This is do. I'm just gonna blame Mercury and Pisces. I'm just scapegoating that bad boy. Well, I'm just um, saying that Libra, the sign of Libra, looks like a person laying underneath a duvet cover. Anyway, you know, it does <laughs> with their little feet sticking out the end of the bed. <laughs> <laughs> but they also look like they maybe need a diet or something. I don't know. It all, um, it's all synchronicity at this point, right? Yes, exactly. Well, this, um, during the full moon, you were talking about this air trine, my, that <laughs> air trine is going to be lighting up my, um, my own personal Saturn is being conjuncted by both Mars and this North node. And I realized, so I was out digging my ditch the other day and I had the song in my head, Dave Matthews, of course, cause like 50% <laughs> of the time I have a Dave Matthews song in my head. It's just, I love that you have a soundtrack for life in it. In I do. I do. And so, you know, I'm singing the song, digging a ditch and I'm digging this ditch. And I was like, Holy crap, I've done this before. So the year that album came out and the, like the first time I heard the song happened to be coinciding with this project that was working on at my old house. I was digging a ditch and putting in a retaining wall and creating space for Christopher so he could um, have a little place to play because apparently I have an affinity for properties that have a really steep slope. I'm never going to do that again. Remind me if I ever move that I want flat land. Fuck these slopes. Anyway, so I've always lived in a slopey place. You have. It's a pain. So anyway, so I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. So back in 2002, I was doing the exact same thing, digging a ditch, singing a song. And then it occurred to me, I'm like, that's 19 years ago. So I went and I ran the chart. Yeah. So I was like, all right, well, I'm going to, so I'm going to check where the nodes were back in this, the spring of 2002. And I'm like, sure enough, and I pulled up the chart and this node that I'm having a nodal return now, yeah. was conjunct my Saturn return exactly along wow. with Mars. So it's like, yeah, like the beginning of May, 2002, it was the North node, Mars, transit Saturn, all exactly conjunct well, my Saturn. Was Christopher three? How old was Christopher? Christopher would have been a year and a half old at that time. Okay. Yeah. Right. And when did you get divorced when he was three? No, when he was six, 2006, we got divorced. Okay. I mean, it kind of started, I guess. Yeah, I was thinking with the Saturn there, it's probably the beginning of the end. Yeah, it was It was definitely a very pivotal time. I mean, that 2002 mm -hmm. was a big year for me. That's when I decided to go to yeah. massage school. Yeah. And it's like, if I look at all of the synchronicities. You met probably, me. Yeah, and you're the reason <laughs> I'm here. If I hadn't met you, I wouldn't have taken the courses that I took and I wouldn't have met Brian and I wouldn't have had my babies and I wouldn't have been sitting on this floor talking to you right now. Like and remember when we did a card reading, like probably 19 years ago and you were asking about a baby and 
I said, you're going to have another baby. There's another baby in there. It's a girl. And, 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 and I was like, no, <laughs> and, you, and you did, you had another baby and your next baby was a girl, but it was like long after that, after I did that, but yeah. Mm. Yeah. So that was a really pivotal time. And, you yeah. know, it was also a time for me when I was, you know, that Saturn return, I was a wild, wild time. Like it was, you know, I was in such denial of my intuition and my empath status and my psychic abilities because I didn't trust myself. Right. And when my Saturn return happened, it was like, OK, well, we don't care if you trust yourself or not. Here's the flood of information. And yeah. I literally thought I was going nuts. Like I was I was like, this is what's happening to me is not normal. But, you know, it's when I decided it was like, OK, well, now I'm going to give myself over to having a spiritual practice. Um, you know, I had studied astrology or and witchcraft and all those things, but that's when I was like, okay, this is going to, I'm like, I'm going to make moon cycles part of my life. I'm going to make yes. the year, year. And I and, was like there for all of that. <laughs> yes, you were. I was. And all my crazy. Thank you very much. Foxy got to see lots I of I don't think it was crazy. I, I see somebody who um, was rapidly entering an ascension process. And of course we know ascension looks like a hot mess anyway, but when it's rapidly happening um, and it's kind of like, instead of going in and, you know, step one, you just go, oh no, I'm going to do step 10 and skip the first 10, you know, nine steps. Forget that. I'll just go to 10. Um, it was kind of like you turned yourself up to 11 and it was interesting. It was interesting to watch. That was a weird time for me too, because I was actually getting sicker and sicker and trying to have a baby and not understanding why I couldn't get pregnant and right. looking for solutions to that. And so it's interesting now because uh, we're getting ready to, to go into that metonic cycle for reals because the metonic cycle isn't just the, the moons, it's really based around the eclipses. And so, you know, we're getting ready to have eclipses here coming up we're getting ready to head into eclipse season in may and um it'll be interesting to see because yeah i i will be honest with you i've been having some health issues and um i've been so darn healthy for a while now so having to like get back in in into the practice of seeing a physician and you know, after you see a physician all the time and you have cancer and you deal with all that shit, it's like when they give you a clean bill of health, it's like, okay, I don't have to come see you now every month. It's like, no. And then it's like, then you get used to it and you're like, I am never going back to the doctor. <laughs> yes, I know. I, I feel like that about public exams. Yeah. Like having, when you, when you're, when this, I'm sorry, I don't mean to say this. I feel sorry. I, I feel bad saying this, but like, no, don't, don't, don't say what when you're saying. pregnant, you have so many people in your business. Like, you know, yeah. I remember when Christopher was born, there was like a room full of students and I was like, I don't care, whatever. But now I'm like, you know, I really have to psych myself out <laughs> to go get a pelvic exam because I'm like, yeah. it's been a while. Listen, <laughs> I'm traumatized. Well, and it's weird too, because sometimes like I've had nurses, like they look at my chart if they don't know me, you know, and they're like, well, this should be nothing. You've done this a million times. It's like, you know what? It still, it still hurts and it still feels the same. And I have more anxiety around a typical pelvic exam than your average bear because I've had some bad ones. Yeah. So, you know, it's like for, for that, for that to be said to me, is kind of like, 
what? So, yeah. But that goes back to the balance, I think, of this full moon is that I, I feel like a lot of things are coming up. And I think this full moon is really about kind of allowing us to recalibrate ourselves. I think a lot of stuff came up during uh, Pisces season and, you know, Mars is hot and heavy and, uh, you know, he's, he's facing off with our destiny for our destiny path for the collective and, you know, psyches up there. And, uh, it's a, it's a lot. I think it's, it's a lot. It's, and I think we need some balancing energy so we can just take a breath yeah. and really think about what does our soul want? Who are we taking on this journey going forward? What do we want that journey to be? I mean, I've gotten to a point where my friend said to me, um, a couple months ago, uh, how much longer do you think we have? I mean, you know, we may, we may only have 25 good years left. Jeez. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, when you put it like that, that sounds like real. And, uh, as I, I sit here and I'm like, I'm having some actual physical issues with my body, like my legs, my hips, my knees, my ankles. I'm having a lot of joint issues right now. And I'm just like, and so I'm not thinking cancer. I'm thinking, what if I have something like MS or what if I have, you know, some kind of a joint issue? My father had a neurodegenerative disorder that went undiagnosed for a very long time and he lost control of all of his muscles. And I, it's not hereditary, but I mean, those are the things, that's where my brain goes. Right. 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 And then, and then it's like, I was, I was talking to my husband last night and he's like, you need to go to the doctor and see what's going on. And then of course we did a reading with Marilyn the other day and she said something about myopathy and I was like, oh my God. And that yeah. is, that has just been like stabbing me in the eye for the last day and a half, which is probably why I can't sleep. But I'm just like, yeah, I just got to go. I just got to go. And I know this, and uh, but I still don't want to do it. No, so. I feel you. I do feel you. I have been having problems with my um, with my back. I have scoliosis, and I've been having um, like sciatic pain. Me too. Like, how am I? Like, I got this ditch to dig. I'm like, how the hell am I supposed to do this? And the thing that, you know, and I have to let go of it. I know it's this is my head making things worse. But, you know, I'm like, two years ago, three years ago, I could literally spend eight hours a day digging a ditch five days a week. Like yeah. I had that, I you know, know, six years ago, I, well, no, I guess it was longer than that. Eight years ago, I ran eight marathons in one year. And now I'm like getting off the couch, like my whole leg goes numb. And I'm like, what is happening? But you know, I, I'm, I'm blaming COVID because I know I've not been as active as I could be. And I'm just giving myself space and taking it a little bit at a time, but like sitting here right now, I'm like, oh, my back. I'm like, I'm, how old am I? Remember when we used to sit on the flipping floor at massage school for hours and hours and hours, yes. then those back jacks on the floor. Oh my God. Back when I weighed like 15 pounds. Yeah. But you did weigh like 15. <laughs> I could bend myself in half. Yeah. But yeah, I, you know, there. I just, I think about, you know, and I think about uh, what you're saying about the North node and in Gemini conjunct more, I just feel like that is like, get the fuck off the couch, you know, take the road less traveled, 
get out there. Life is short. Your time is limited. If you're going to do something, do it. And, you know, it's like, uh, you know, Joel, Joel said this to me several months ago. I, I said, what if, what if I fail? And he's like, well, wouldn't it be a bigger failure not to try? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> well, I think I'm going to have to agree with Mr. Fox. I mean, there, there's a difference though, because you have the weight of responsibility. So it's like for you, failure isn't just you failing, it's you failing and it's impact. It, the impact would be more than what you want. And, you know, that's true. You got, you got all that. So, you but know, at the same time, it's like, if I don't, if I don't release some stuff, particularly at this full moon, it's like, I don't know how much more I can carry. And it's interesting too. This moon is exactly conjunct my Uranus, my natal Uranus. Mm. So something, something's a, something's going to happen and yeah. and it's opposing my natal Saturn. So yeah, it's like one foot on the gas, one foot on the brakes. Damn. Yep. So it's going to be interesting. So I'm hoping that it's kind of more of a, of a balancing of ledgers, if you will. So like maybe some stuff can fall away and some stuff can continue to float and rise to the top. So, uh, you know, there's that sense of, keep moving forward and it's okay to let this stuff go. You know, I'm, that's, that's what I'm, I'm hoping, but I'm also kind of hoping for a miracle. I mean, <laughs> you know, I'm like walking around like this with my finger up, like we're looking for a miracle. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've got, so let's see this, the moon will be conjunct my Pluto and Ow. then transit pluto will be conjunct my ic so i mm, i'm seeing some transformation at home you know i'm, I'm already kind of feeling that like you know there's mm -hmm. things that have to change here in my world at home and that's yeah. just you know so we'll let the moon do its job <laughs> yeah yeah, I mean, it's, well, I mean, at the same time, you've got that sandwich across the street there, you know, you've got the sun, conjunct Chiron, conjunct Venus, conjunct Ceres, and then, of course, Cassandra is like, you know, right there too. Wow. So I don't, I don't know that we've talked about Cassandra a lot, but do you want to explain who Cassandra is? No, I want you to, you're much better at it. <laughs> So Cassandra was a person who had the gift of uh, sight. And then um, she was given this gift as a child, like a premonition um, by Apollo, because he was interested in kind of grooming her. And uh, when it came time to, you know, uh, become his consort, his wife, um, she wasn't really that interested in him. And, you know, this great, wonderful, gorgeous thing, the Apollo, uh, and so he spit in her mouth so that even though she had the gift of premonition, which he couldn't take back, he made sure that nobody believed anything she said. And so when sure. she war warned everybody about, uh, you know, the fall of Troy and the Trojan horse, nobody believed her and her entire family perished in that, um, that action. So Cassandra is the quintessential gaslighted woman where, you know, it's like you're, you're married to a guy who, you know, he will do anything he can 
to, you know, he'll just lie to your face, you know, yes, you did do it. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. You know, it, it's like, it's at what point it's like the tree that falls in the forest, right? If, right. if nobody hears it, does it really fall? It's that kind of a, uh, of a, of a conundrum because it's like, if nobody believes what you say is what you say still bear any truth, it can make you nuts. Yeah, no, I could see that. So, and so Cassandra is up there conjunct all that stuff, the sun and who else? Sun, Chiron, Cassandra. Yeah. So Cassandra's at seven degrees. The sun's at eight degrees. Uh, Chiron's at eight degrees. Venus is at eight degrees. And then Ceres is at 13 degrees, but that's still, you know, that's like a, that's like a five degree orb. It's not that far away. And so it's, it's, it's a lot of caretaking. It's a lot of value uh you know kind of assessing value it's it's the wound it's also the sun and your ego but there's cassandra so in my mind the way i would interpret that being in aries of the which represents the first house which of course is where the aries point is that got activated today by the sun is that there's an opportunity to heal some early wound during this and dude wait a minute where is cassandra right now Oh, in your chart, she's, she's this, I'm looking at your, am I looking at your chart? No, she's, she's at seven degrees. Yeah, mine's at five degrees. What's her orbit? I don't know her orbit. All right, I'm going to Google that real quick. <laughs> That's a good question. I don't know. I don't know Cassandra's orbit. I just know she's a pain in the ass. <laughs> so tell me, why do you think she's a pain in the ass versus something else? I... I think that wherever she is in your chart, uh, you have to really watch yourself. And she always shows up in weird places. Like she shows up next to your son or your ascendant, or she's like in a little pocket over there by your Chiron. It's just like, she's like, she's little, she, she's like, where can I cause the most grievance? <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> well, I kind of feel bad for her though. I mean, she sounds like she had a bad rap or a bad, you know, set of circumstances. Somebody's spitting in your mouth, making sure nobody believes you. No, I, I would agree with that. But I think, I think, uh, we all, I think the worst, the worst expression of Cassandra is when you are your own Cassandra, right? When you're your own, nor you're, when you're gaslighting yourself, right? Right. Okay. Her orbit's about four years. So I happen to be having somewhat of a Cassandra return. return. Right Damn. Mm. You're busy. I am busy. This is like a busy little moon. It's so is. exciting. It is a busy little moon, but I think it's, I, I do think, um, I, I think that having that Cassandra across uh, from the moon, I, I think it might, you know, it's more like one of the challenges I think she faced was, I don't think her husband thought she was his equal and she mm -hmm. should have been grateful for his desire and attention. And she mm -hmm. really didn't care. And so I, I think on the flip side of having her over there by the sun next to the ego, next to the wound and the moon reflecting back, I, in my mind, that would be like balancing out that issue, right? Right. Or it might shed light on the truth. Yeah. You know, yes. rather than being gaslit. She maybe But it's like I the whole part of Cassandra that really bothers me is when you you judge yourself based off of outer things outside of yourself that you don't have control over or 
um, don't necessarily really apply to you, but somebody told you that they did. And so you believe the other person instead of your own intuition. Right. Like when you're gaslighting yourself. And so I think this could be like balancing that out a little bit and maybe having Cassandra right there for the wound and, and the things that you love and value about yourself and the, and the, and the sun, maybe it's an opportunity to heal that if that's an expression that you have in your, your own chart. I don't know. Right. Well, let's, let's hope so. I like that. But if you look at it from the perspective of the collective, which this chart is really for the collective, I understand, I understand that because I think we live in a time, you know, with the cancel culture and all this other stuff that's going on where it's like, you say one thing and that's all you are. That's the only expression of you that you're allowed because it was caught on tape or it was on social media or somebody, you know, is witness to you doing it. And then it's like, all of a sudden that's all you are. Yeah, we are so many things. We're so many facets in there. And again, this this brings up something I was talking to you earlier about, which is really this last year has given us an opportunity to explore our shadow. And mm. I think when we run into situations like this, it's because we don't want to explore our shadow and it, it we're, we're trying to push it away. And then it comes back to get us in other ways. So something that you might have you know, put on Facebook 10 years ago, it comes back to haunt you now. And I don't, I don't well, yeah, but I don't know about you, but I am not, I am so not the person I was 10 years ago. I've evolved. I've changed. I've, I've, I've made lots of mistakes in my life. I've been a dick many times in my life. Oh yeah. 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 But, but it's like, it's like to think that that's all that you are is that one thing. Now, if there's like example after example after example that you're, you know, you're a total asshole, then that's different. But if you're an asshole one time, who isn't an asshole every once in a while? Everybody is. Or like who wasn't an asshole at one point in their lives? It's like, I don't want to be pigeonholed for the stuff I did 15, 20 years ago. And, you know, the thing about cancel culture that I don't care for, I mean, I'm all for voting with your wallet. So if you don't like how a company acts or behaves, yeah. I'm all for like boycotting and all that stuff. But when it comes to people, you know, it's like, what I want is for people to change. So if somebody has demonstrated that they can change, I don't see why we should cancel them for something that they did so long ago. Right. And it doesn't give room to let, I don't know, it just doesn't give room to let people be anything other than what we've decided that they are. And what right. I ultimately, what I want is for people to be, you know, fill in the blank, people to be more, you know, humanitarian, for people to be more generous, for people to, you know, so if I don't give them the space to make that change, if I say, you know, sorry, this is what you did. Now you're going to have to pay for it forever. It's like, then how does that bring forth change? I don't understand. Well, and it doesn't allow people to make mistakes. I, it, none of us are perfect and, and we're going to make mistakes. And the thing, the thing that's important is that you recognize and you make amends for what you've done. Sometimes if you've done something really horrible, that can be very difficult. Maybe, in some cases impossible i don't know but i don't think anything's truly impossible but but at the same time it's like how can you how can somebody grow how can somebody um how can somebody get the opportunity to do better i mean that's it you know it's really a lack of compassion and a lack of um 
you know, understanding and a lack of empathy, I think, in people nowadays. And I think a lot of that has to do with social media. It's so much easier to attack someone when you don't have to deal with that person's emotions. You don't have to deal with that person's reaction because it's so far removed from you. You can remove yourself from what you've done, right? right. So we've got all these people like jumping on. I mean, you make a comment about something and if it doesn't agree with their uh their world or their way of thinking then all of a sudden they just they all jump on you and it's like everybody's allowed their own opinion and it's like you know i don't agree with a lot of people's opinions but i don't attack them over it it's like right you're an idiot and karma will kick your ass i don't need to right well and i don't look at other people's you know, well i don't look at the things that i consider faults in people as something for me to really attack at all like am i using what i consider somebody else's faults to make myself feel better about myself to make myself feel righteous because i think a lot of times that's what it comes down to it's like i'm going to attack your beliefs because by me making your beliefs wrong i'm making myself right i'm making myself better i'm justifying who i am and you are right because with this access that we have right now the nodal access is on gemini and sag and Sagittarius is where the South Node is, and that is all about righteousness, and that is all about, you know, judgment. I mean, that's what Sagittarius, that's, I mean, that's the darker side of Sag, but it's there. Right. And with, with the North Node in Gemini, I think we're struggling to get beyond that. And I think that's, I think that may be part of the reason why we're seeing that cancel culture. I mean, the last time we had this same configuration, I think it was 9-11, and you know all of a sudden it was like boom you know every every person who might have some you know uh middle eastern you know heritage was like it was like radars up and we've got all these people uh, you know with the asian attacks and and you know attacking different groups different different groups and it's just like we're all human we're have human. you read about i mean we probably shouldn't talk too much about you know politics but uh, a little bit yeah have you read this guy, what his whole story was? Like why he went and did this? Oh, the guy in San Francisco? Yeah, the guy that, no, I thought it was in Atlanta. No, oh, not the guy that, that popped oh, the no, 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 in the that guy, that guy, yeah, there, this is a, uh, um, yes. Yeah, so he's like, I can't resist my sexual urges, so I'm gonna go kill these women who I'm accusing of doing illicit massage. I would love to see where his Nessus is in his chart and where his Cassandra is, and I bet you, that they have a hard aspect. That is nuts. <laughs> like, yeah, totally. It's like that always, like, it, I mean, I, I think that women, regardless of race, should be assaulted by that. Like, you're kidding me. Like, you can't control your sexual urges, so you're gonna kill the source of temptation? You're nuts. Okay, so let, let, do you want to go into the discussion about the patriarchy? Because that <laughs> is such patriarchal bullshit. It, it is, it is. It makes me choke makes yes. me choke on the vomit that's coming out sorry it's so gross it makes me choke on the vomit in my mouth that i'm yes. i'm getting ready to spew because that is like it's like you you know it's just that's like saying that you know it's like it's like that whole idea of a girl can't wear a skirt above her knee in the 60s to school because they were all wearing mini skirts because boys couldn't con concentrate on their school work. Yeah. it's like are you kidding me are you kidding me right now with this Oh, oh it's like, you make us wear skirts, but because girls had to wear dresses at that time, you make us wear skirts, 
but then you're going to make us responsible for the boys trying to look up them or you know get sexually aroused by our kneecaps i mean talk about bullshit that is some serious cassandra i love pants (laughs) i do too i love pants i love love yoga pants i love yoga pants sweatpants yeah but i you know when um you know it's true i mean that that was all about access right Mm, mm, makes me angry i love pants yes and that lady in um san francisco that with the you know the 70 something year old lady that got randomly punched in the face by some yes she whooped his rear yeah stick to him i was like good for you i mean now though her daughter says she's afraid to leave the house because she's like it was so so abrupt and you know yeah i i hate to say it but you know i have a lot of fire in my chart and i i i always try to lean towards compassion but i'm if somebody's if somebody's like that i'd be like beat the mother effing stuff out of that little (laughs) good prick beat the stuff right out of him i would i'd be like go grandma i'd be (laughs) i'd be there hitting him too unfortunately and that i i that doesn't make me proud because I don't think anything gets solved with violence, but I, I applaud her for standing up for herself and really defending herself. Uh, I think that that community has always uh, handled themselves with such grace and, and patience. And, uh, you know, you, we're just in a time where that's, it's, I can only imagine, I can only imagine how, how difficult that is for people right now. It's so, but that's, again, it's this whole, like, you know everybody thinks they're right and everybody else is wrong and everybody's judging everyone that's so south node in sagittarius i cannot wait for these mothers to move on i'm ready for them to move on it's like bring on taurus bring (laughs) on scorpio right at least with scorpio it's going to be sexy right (laughs) yeah well yeah We can uh-huh. use the more dark, shadowy, shadowy, sexy stuff okay. going on. <laughs> I need inspiration for, you know, writing. Like, Instead of being self-righteous and saying, I'm a Christian, but, you know, because I wanted to have sex with these women, I'm going to go gun them down. I mean, come on. It's nuts. It's nuts. Yeah. And you know who's, you know, who's going to get off on the insanity plea? This dude? I hope not. Oh, you. Give me a break. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's it. Okay. Let's talk about that. All right. All right. So looking at this new moon coming up on April, well, it's April 11th here 11th. on the Pacific coast. And April. also on the, also on the East coast. Cause it's at 7 30 PM Pacific standard time, which makes it 10 30 PM Eastern standard time. All right. So look at that. Wow. That is like, that's a hellastellium. That's all I'm going to say about that. It's just like cram, crammed in there. Right. It's just crammed. But this is, you know, there's a huge stellium. It's just, wow. It's yeah. Big, so where is where is this happening in your chart? It's like happening, what house? It's happening in my fourth house. Yeah, it's happening in my seventh house. Yeah, yeah. Relationships, relationships. It's gonna be a big focus for me this year. Yeah, I mean, it's. Um, although that being said, uh, I don't really have anything in the upper. Uh, Deccan of Aries, my stuff's more so towards the beginning of Aries. So, but if you look at the other cardinal signs, 
you know, there's there's definitely stuff going to be happening in that last decan from uh, really from 14. So the middle of of the cardinal, the cardinal sign decan all the way through to, um, you know, 26 degrees um, of of Aries. And you've got uh, Mercury at 14 degrees, Ceres at 19 degrees, the moon and the sun at 22 degrees, Eris at 24 degrees. Venus at 26 degrees. I mean, it's it's a big, it's a lot of energy. And so you're going to look out to the other cardinal signs because those are where you're going to have squares. You're going to have squares in, in Cancer and Capricorn. You're going to have oppositions in Libra. Um, so yeah, and anything uh -huh. around that 22 degree mark is going to be light, light, lightning uh -huh. fire. Now, at the same token, anything at uh, in the other fire signs in the upper decan is going to be a trine anything in the water signs is uh or pardon me in the air signs is going to be a sextile right. or, so you know it, it could be there could be some some really great energy in, involved as, as well but I, I think from a cardinal perspective because we just had that aries point kind of you know plucked today and that ver reverberation has gone out to uh the other cardinal signs it, you know it, it could be setting us up for you know uh some more stuff happening in aries and even though aries may represent a different house in everybody's chart it, ultimately aries is the first sign in the chart and it really represents the early self self-esteem self-concept it's where your ascendant is mm -hmm. right so it's all about how you see yourself in the world and how you want other people to see you in the world and I think on a, a larger scale, that's changing for everybody in the world. And I think that this this zero degrees of Aries on the solstice, or it's, I keep saying the solstice, on the equinox, the vernal equinox is really kind of, everybody's looking for who they're gonna be going forward. I mean, you know, for this full moon that's coming up that we just talked about, of course, the north nodes conjunct aries which is like your drive and your passion it's also your fear right so there's like i'm sure there's fear and trepidation involved in that as well as having psyche uh, about 18 degrees of gemini that's still pretty close and you know with all that that air trine i think i i just think it's really like everybody's rethinking their future and what yeah. really what is really important to them right yeah yeah. And Venus is, Venus is involved this whole way through. I mean, Venus is involved in all of these lunations, right? And, you know, she's really about the things that we love and we value. And, you know, whether that be material things or whether that be emotional things or whether that be, you know, spiritual things, whatever those things are, you know, in the in the mental, emotional, physical and spiritual realms, we're rethinking those things, I think. Yeah, yeah. And this is happening in opposition to my ascendant and my uranus so mm. um yeah i'm looking forward to that things are gonna get shook up a little bit maybe <laughs> on the insides on the insides well and i can just say because i know you that i think this has been com a long time coming i think there will probably be some answers for you during this new moon yeah okay like, I, I think maybe you'll be making some decisions right yeah maybe me. So, yeah, I mean, for me, I've just been rocked. Well, and this is something else to consider. You know, Pluto is going to be squaring uh, this, this new moon 
in mm -hmm. Aries. And so it, it could be really transformational. So wherever that, you know, 20, you know, that um, 26 degrees of Capricorn is in your chart, uh, whatever house that is in, in your chart, um, you know, it also could have something to do with your career because the 10th house rules of career, but you know, that's going to be squaring this energy and that transformative energy. I mean, it's almost exactly squaring Venus, right? So I think, I think you're going to make, have to make, I think most of us are going to have to make some choices and it's a square. So that's a square represents inner conflict. So this may be all internal struggle that's going on or internal determination, I guess, is of what, what really is important to you. It's, yeah. like, it's well, going to be an interesting moon. Yeah, it's conjunct my moon, actually. The Pluto is conjunct my moon. So that my moon was, will be square to the new moon. So I'm really looking forward to it. It sounds like an absolute shit show. It does. If it makes you feel any better, your moon is conjunct my Mercury and my Pallas Athena. So right. for me, this has to do with my perception and my communication and the way I perceive things in the 10th house for me at this part of my 10th house is the beginning of my second house. And that is true. I mean, that that's happening for me, the, how, how I create wealth for myself, how I create material um, prosperity for myself is it, the idea behind that. I'm is changing. Like things that I never considered before are, are now starting to be of interest to me and having Pallas Athena there. I mean, my Pallas Athena is conjunct my Mercury. Uh, so it's like um, one of the one of the things that I always struggle with is that I have to put voice to my plans, even if it's just talking to myself. Right. Yeah, <laughs> so, well, right. It's, so it's hard. It's hard for me sometimes because it's like if I that's why I write so much, um, even if I can't put voice to it, I have to write it down. I have to like see it, feel it, hear it. I need, I need, I like, I spend a lot of time having conversations with myself in the bathroom. I know my husband thinks I'm, you know, batty as hell, but, um, I do talk to myself a lot. I talk to myself a lot as well. I'm going to blame that on my Mercury and Pisces, but that's one of the things that I've had a hard time with this in this pandemic is that I really, I don't feel comfortable talking to myself in front of people. And mm. there's always people. I have not had enough conversations with myself over the last year or and so and year and change. I have conversations with myself now when I'm taking the dogs for a walk outside. But I'm the weird lady in the neighborhood, and I realized that recently because I'm. No, you know what you got to do is put put in like a little earbud and then pretend like you're talking on the phone. Before you know, we had wireless technology. I would put, I would in the car, I would talk to myself, and I would hold went back before it was illegal to actually hold the phone to your ear. Yeah. I would hold the phone to my ear so that people would you think I'm talking on the phone, but I was straight up talking to myself. And now that there's, you know, my car has got the built-in wireless stuff. I just talk to myself. And if somebody thinks I'm crazy, I like, I'm like, people think I'm crazy all the time because I have the wireless thing. And the, and I, and even if I'm on the phone, actually on the phone, which I, I don't really like to talk on the phone in the car, but I, I had a lot of really good conversations with myself in that car. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, but I also commuted two hours a day. I don't commute anymore. And so it's like my, my talking to myself time is really cut down. But I do talk to the birds. I am I'm the weird bird lady. Joel told me that I'm gonna be the old lady 
in Mary Poppins feeding the birds for tuppence a pound. Um, because I do talk, I do talk to the birds and we had, uh, we had a devastating windstorm the other night and I have these bushes around my back porch and there's like four or five big birds nests in there. And there's all these little wrens that, that live in my trees and all of their nests got blown out the other Aww. night so bad. And I was so upset and I was just so bummed. Luckily, none of them had eggs yet, but I was just so heartbroken. And then this is what, this is like, I know we're having, you can tell the veil is thin because things are manifesting very, very quickly. So I, I do want to just put a little PSA in here for people to really be mindful of their words because they're really, I think your, your word is your wand. And I think that people, they're really incredible. So I'm walking the dogs today. I'm talking to the dogs and I'm like, we have these really beautiful bluebirds in the Midwest. They're kind of like rusty chested, but then they have this just brilliant cerulean blue um, feathers and they're just gorgeous. And um, we were, we were walking down and I saw a little wren and he was following us. And I looked at the dogs and I said, I hope we get to see a bluebird soon. I really want to see a bluebird. Bam, bluebird. There he was tweeting, <laughs> following us along. And then I was walking uh, past a pond and I was, I was, it was a really beautiful day and we'd had some really bad weather. And I was like, damn, I wonder where the hawk is at. Bam, there he was right over, like scooped right over my head. I'm just like crazy, crazy. So, you know, uh, definitely um, I know things are, are manifesting quickly. So just be aware of that. Well, that's good to know. Good to know. And know where your, know where your Cassandra is. Cassandra's asteroid number is 114, 114. So if you if you know how to plot a chart for yourself and how to add asteroids, it's a, I think it's important that everybody knows where they have the potential to be gaslighted or to gaslight themselves. Because when you know it and you start to realize it, you're like, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the gift of astrology is being like, yeah, I was thinking about this this morning. Um, just looking at the whole ditch digging lunar return or lunar nodal return. It's like, I could have thought, Oh, well, that's funny. And I've done this before and then just moved on like nothing, but knowing what I know is like, Oh, wait a minute, that's something. And I can start to glean what the, the benefit of having lived 19 years ago. Like I had all of these experiences, I had all these insights. I had a lot of premonitions that I was like, wow, what's this? And now I can look back and be like, oh, that's what that was. And I can, you know, you know, what did I get from that time in my life? Oh, I got stronger. I got this, I got that. And it's like, I can now harness that energy in a different way. I can see it as like, oh, I've leveled up a little bit in this. And you know, it's, that's the benefit. I would of say a lot. I think you've leveled up. <laughs> I've leveled up quite a bit, actually. But, but. but I, I agree. I think that's one of the beauties. And I really love exploring metonic cycles. I think, uh, you know, to, and it's so interesting because you look back and you're like, okay, I'm digging a ditch. I was digging a ditch 20, you know, almost 20 years ago, but who are you now? And even though that energy is the ditch digging day energy, it's like, who are you now in this ditch? Like you're, yeah. a different, you're a different creature now, you're a different entity. And, and, and like, how, how is, you know, even though it might be harder for you physically to dig the ditch mentally, it might be easier, right? Yeah, it is. And I definitely have more fortitude and my experience of, um, 
my own personal gaslighting, especially when it comes to my intuition or uh, anything of the psychic nature. Like I have more trust in myself and therefore it's like, well, I don't feel crazy when, you know, the voice in my head says something or when I notice something that's kind of catches my eye. I'm not like, well, am I nuts? Did I just see that? Like, no, that's what it is. And now I know what to do with it, which is a benefit, I, I think. I think when I was really young, I had a lot of visions and a lot of things that happened to me and when i tried to share them with people they would be like oh you're you just have an active imagination you know um or you know my mother would say things like oh you're fibbing it's like no i i'm not a fibber i I, i'm just telling you what i saw but nobody ever believed my stuff and so after a while i started to just keep that to myself and when i would see it then i started to have fear around it yeah Fear, fear of judgment and so as a, as an older person, having to step back out, having lived a little bit of life and start to understand that again, now that I've lived a lot of life, mm-hmm. um, I, I don't worry so much about, you know, it's like, that's the freedom of getting past your forties is like, you don't really give a flip what anybody else thinks. It's like, you know what, you know, you are who you are. It's like, I, I'm not going to prove myself to you. If you don't believe it, that's your, that's your stuff, not mine. I don't, you know, yeah. I, I'm not that, I'm not that worried about it anymore, which is really freeing. It's really, really freeing. And it gives you the opportunity to look at the shadow stuff we talked about earlier, as opposed to being shamed of it. It's more like, what does this mean about me? What is it like? How do I, what do I do with this? How do I, how do I use it? to my advantage or how do I forgive myself for it as opposed to being judged about it all the time? Cause you just don't worry so much about what other people are thinking. You're just like, it's not as important to you. No, it's true. And I think, you know, having got everybody gone through this pandemic together, I think that um, people are opening up to, I guess, metaphysical stuff. I don't know if that's the way to put it, but like, metaphysical things are becoming more mainstream. And I think there's a danger to that, which I suppose we could have a whole hour, hour long conversation about that. But, Mm. um, you know, being able to feel like when I was a kid, it was always like, let's not talk about that. That's crazy talk. People are gonna, you know, look at you funny. We just don't talk about it. And I don't think that's as much the case anymore. I think that we've progressed, I guess, as a society, as a race, as a species. Mainstream, baby mainstream yeah and that's great it's like you know it's the same thing when i think sort of like the porn industry right or it's more like weed i think because it used to be like everybody smoked weed but they lied about it yes yes like yeah you buy it at the store it's like and then you have to shift there has to be a shift it's like you know well well, you can buy it at the store i live in the bible belt we can't buy it at the store unless we have a prescription but um but that that being said it, it it goes back to the whole Cassandra thing and, and looking at the Gemini Sagittarius, uh, you know, access where here you have something that is natural, it's nature-based, it can create, we're talking about weed, um, mm-hmm. it, it can, it can help heal. It can, I mean, if I need anything for my joints, give me some CBD oil, damn it. You know, it's like, it's like, there's so many things that can cut down on inflammation and then, you know, that's that's like saying okay we're not going to sell beer anymore because you might get drunk well yeah 
I that's like the, it doesn't make any sense. It's so Cassandra, right? Yeah, it doesn't make sense for the people that are, you know, it's like alcohol is all right because it's legal or because it's socially acceptable. But this thing that is like it, 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 it doesn't affect you the same way alcohol does. It's not nearly as bad, but now this is you know it's like like prohibition everybody in the world thought america was out of their tree (laughs) like the only way those people back then could survive the hardships they faced was getting getting just blitzed all the time people had such higher tolerances to alcohol because they drank so much more of it than they do now but you know the whole thing with the whole thing with uh you know the judgment around cannabis as a drug but I really feel that the reason why cannabis has been so uh, outlawed and so, you know, is because somebody in a drug company or drug companies wanted to find a way to monetize that shit. Yeah. And if, if you can grow something in your backyard that can heal you, well, they're going to lose their market. Right. Right. And that it, it's just like now I think we're on the other side of that and everything's going to just it's a domino effect. It's it's an eventuality. Right. Just like gay marriage. It's an eventuality. You know, right. eventually everybody it's like because it's a, it's the thing. It's we're evolving. We're changing. But can you just imagine how long weed has been outlawed and is still outlawed in some states? It's so crazy. It's so crazy. But everybody's getting drunk and that's OK. Like I whatever <laughs> more people have died from alcohol than who will ever die from weed i'm sorry right 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 i mean, I mean what's know. the worst that can happen is that i'm sure no, i shouldn't say that i'm sure plenty of people have had bad weed experiences and you know there's been a lot of like doritos consumed as a result of this <laughs> very few you well know, hey that is a that is a life and death matter because i can't <laughs> eat doritos because i'm allergic to them so oh. Oh, I know. Is that the worst ever? So I'm allergic to tomatoes and Doritos have tomato powder on them. And so like it can make me go into anaphylactic shock. So Doritos can't kill. Well, I'll remember that for our next road trip. I won't buy uh, Doritos. <laughs> even the cool ranch, even the cool ranch. Uh, well, you're not really missing anything, Fox. Um, Doritos are all right, but um. I, I go for I go for the Lay's uh, sour cream and, and onion ones anyway. So, mm-hmm. but you don't want to be well, in the group. Now, now I'm hungry. I should breathe. <laughs> <laughs> we had fajitas tonight. I haven't made fajitas for so long. They were delicious. Mm. And um, yeah, I I I uh, I kind of like it. Makes me think of. Um, uh, El Diablo in Seattle and Queen Anne when we used to go oh, get Mexican yeah. chocolates because mm-hmm. I always put in my fajitas I always put uh, cinnamon and it just has that that Aztecian flavor that just it's like that thing it's like you know Joel's always like why do your fajitas always I'm gonna say it right why do your fajitas taste different and I'm like that's because I put some cinnamon in my fajitas they're delicious so good so delicious i haven't made them for so long i don't know why but well, now i'm hungry <laughs> i gotta go i'm gonna make some the spot crispy cheddar chicken is what i'm having for dinner a la hello fresh i love hello fresh uh, we've never done hello fresh but it's good yeah it's good i mean there's i i don't like how much packaging they use um but i do like that i don't have to think about what's for dinner it's generally i mean i have to pick it from a menu um, it's generally stuff that everybody likes. We can just get like 
um, dinner for two and it's always enough food to feed everybody. Like it's a ton of oh, food. Wow. Yeah. For four people? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, it's usually a smaller portion, but it's enough food. Like I kind of like it like that if we split it four ways and it's like, yeah, I'm eating enough to be satisfied, but it's not what the typical American would consider a full meal, but it's enough, right? So right. it's a way to cut my calories and it gives my kids the opportunity to try all kinds of new stuff. Um, but they do use a ton of packaging. I don't care for that, but you know. You know yeah, I will say the box crisis at the Fox house during this COVID lockdown has been unprecedented. <laughs> and, and I I, I, it seems like every, every time I get a handle on it and I get those boxes torn down and taped up and taken out to the garage so they could be recycled, then another huge week of boxes show up at, you know, during, at our house. And it's just like, I'm back to square one. It, oh, but I'm living off those boxes showing up. I swear to God, every time that, you know, the, the delivery person comes with a box, I'm like, yay, this is how pathetic my life is. It's like, woo, what surprises in that box? I can't wait. Was it from Ulta? I'm falling down. Yay. Well, it's terrible, isn't it? You know, it's like every day. It's like when we hear the mail truck. Oh my gosh. Jimmy Choo is, is like, he is trained now to give me the bark of, you know, the disaster bark. Uh, that he went off the other morning doing, um, but just to let me know the mail lady's here so we could go get our packages. So That's amazing. It's so important. Know, I can't wait for a time where I don't care about the packages that show up because I'm So tell me, what is the next thing you think is going to be arriving at your house? I don't know now that I think about it. I'm still waiting today? for What'd you say? Did you get a package today? I don't think so. I don't think so. I know I'm expecting something from Mountain Rose Herbs. That's always fun. Oh, nice. And I got, I'm waiting on my love sectional couch, that, but that's oh. probably like another month away. Oh my gosh. You know, we bought something like that a really long time ago and it got delivered to the front porch and Joel was out of town and there was this giant thing on my front porch wrapped <laughs> up in plastic and had like cardboard around it really tight. And it was like, they must have like put it in some kind of space. Um, so one of those like vacuum sealers. Sucked. I mean, this thing, and it was it was bigger than me, heavier than me, and I was like trying to push it through. I literally had to like lean it up against the door, and I had to run and jump into the foyer so that it would like fall through the frame of the door. And I I literally called him. I'm like, what the hell did you buy? <laughs> Furniture, honey. No, it was like, it's like, a, it's like a giant, it's one of those giant love sack things. It's like, but it, it it's like, it's like the love sack and all. It's like, it's a whole oh, couch. Yeah, no, we like, didn't get, we got look. like one of their, one of their snuggle thingies, one of their. Oh, they look so good, but that I don't, I don't have the space for that, but we need a new couch because my couch is just, well, I got you, it. It was you, cheap and now it's dead. Well, you know who uses that giant, really expensive thing and I almost killed myself. I mean the dog yeah so, yeah and not the humans you know and i don't i can't even think i know that he spent a lot of money on it and yeah they're it, not cheap it's giant and both of uh, the whole family can be on this at one time but no it's always the dog the dog is on it. it's the most expensive dog bed in the history of the world <laughs> yeah and it's yeah. in the basement and it will leave, it will stay with this house we leave this house because I, I don't know how we get it out of the basement at this point well there you go oh i am expecting things every day they don't <laughs> always come but yeah i order 
stuff all the time. It's horrible, horrible. Retail therapy, it's a thing. Just like, it's a, it's a book, a book that I'm never going to read and I'll probably buy an auto audible, but I just want to have the book or, um, I, I just, um, there's a place where I, I love their skincare products and they ship everything for 99 cents. So whenever they have a sale, they do these sales like every day and it's like, Oh, 65% off of this, you know, but it's like, you got to buy it during the day. It's like 99 cents shipping. I'm just like, bam, bam, bam. So like, you'll get, I'll get like, you know, five boxes in a row from the same place, one every day for a week or something. And then I'm like, okay, I got to cut myself off. It's getting ridiculous. I know I was cleaning out drawers today and, uh, you know, I thought I'm going to get rid of all this stuff. And I was like, everything looks so good. I just want to keep it. It's like, no, it's going to the goodwill. It's going to the goodwill. Somebody is really going to love, you know, uh, I have like, uh, I have some naughty t-shirts that I really love, but I don't really wear them, but I'm going to, I'm going to take the naughty t-shirts to the goodwill. So I'm sure they'll love that. How do you think they'll put them up on the on the rack on the floor? I don't know. I don't know. They'll do something with them though. That'll be great. Uh, I, I'm sure. I think it's like uh, a T-shirt I bought for Joel. It said, um, uh, "I'm all love and fucking rainbows" or something like that. <laughs> I, don't I don't know if they can sell that. I don't know if they can put that up at the Goodwill. But it no. is it is a really nice T-shirt. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh, well, the last thing I'm going to share today is the other day, um, my husband didn't have any morning meetings. So he's like, if you want to sleep in, I'll get the kids up. And you know, that's always a treat. I really appreciate that. So I'm like kind of laying in bed, trying to wake up a little bit. And I hear my son kind of getting frustrated and banging around in his room a little bit. And then he comes storming out and starts storming down the hallway. And I'm like, Hey, what's going on? And he's like, um, I'm in PE and they're teaching us how to juggle and I can't figure out juggling. And I think juggling is so stupid and I fucking hate PE. He just broke the F-bomb seal with his mom. And I was like, oh, hold on. <laughs> You're still supposed to pretend that you don't swear. Okay. <laughs> well, I love, I love that because it's like, um, you know, we don't have kids. So when kids do stuff like that, you know, we're always the ones who get in trouble for cussing in front of like the nieces and the nephews and the, you know, honorary nieces and nephews. And I, I, I remember, um, I have, uh, my godson who's like, I don't know, he's probably 20, 26, 27 now, but I had, I had to call him about something the other day. And, uh, I was like, I was, I was just F bombing right and left. And, and then I said, I am so sorry, honey. I said, but God damn it. I'm glad you're old enough that I can cuss in front of you now. <laughs> yeah. Well, we told the rule is you have to pay rent to, to say swear words. I mean, but it was like, right. I felt, I felt his expression right. so fully. You like I got it. it and I was like, I understand, but yeah. don't do it again. <laughs> I, I have to say, I have to say, I absolutely adore your Ian. He is the sweetest, cutest little man. And I would think if, if, if I was his mommy and he was upset about juggling, which I also think is fucking stupid, yes, uh, for I, a PE thing, but I would, I would have just been like, I totally feel, I, I, I totally feel that fuck. <laughs> and I, yeah, I was, I couldn't even, I mean, he really probably felt like, yeah. Why? Why? We never juggled in gym class. Why the hell would you need to juggle? Well, Zoom PE is the dumbest thing on earth. But Zoom anyway. PE—that's a thing. 
Well, we have to because they they're doing all their classes through Zoom. So he's kind of like, and he's just like, I don't know, I don't care about how to take score and bowling. I'm not bowling. If I was bowling, I'd learn it, but I'm not. And he just like, and I get it. I'm like, it's stupid, but you know, part of that is growing stupid. up is learning how to jump through all these stupid hoops. And until is it, we Corey, is it really, or is that the school system being Cassandra? If that's the school system being Cassandra. And he's always like, let's change it. Let's change it. I said, good. You know what you need to do is get an education and then make it your job to change education. Like, but, you know, complaining about it isn't going to do anything. If that's, if it's really important to you, you make it your focus to be the change, not to be the whiner. <laughs> I want you to be my mom. Can you be my mom for five minutes? <laughs> well, anyway, well, good luck to everybody with these moons coming up. I hope that um, it brings lots of love and fun and success. I don't think it will, but good luck. <laughs> I think it's going to bring a lot of choices and opportunities. And I think those, even though we say we want them, when we get them, it's like really tough. And yeah. so be compassionate with yourself and just know, uh, you know, somebody's told me a long time ago that even if you get presented with an opportunity, it, it, it's never, it's never missed because somebody else will take the opportunity whose time it was ready for if you don't take it this time. So there will always be another opportunity. And so it's it's okay. But I, I think that's the truth. I think with Uranus involved in all this stuff, I think, and Venus, it's going to be a lot of, of choices. We're going to be making a lot of choices and surprising ones, I think, maybe. But anyway, well, it's a, good it's luck, a, everybody. I guess we should wrap it up. Until next time, <laughs> I'm Corey Hawkins. And I'm Jennifer Fox. And you all stay curious.